Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefney Early and you're listening to the Sports Roundup show here on the podcast. It's episode 223. We are one day later than we normally would be out on and that's a Tuesday this week because of, I suppose, just the way the sport fell over the last couple of days, we have uh, got out a little bit later than we would have liked. But we are with you, and we have lots of sport to talk about over the course of the last couple of days. We're talking ladies' football semi-finals at senior, intermediate, and junior level, as well as the final closing group stages of the junior football championships across the county at all levels, A, B, and C in men's football. We'll also be talking a little bit of soccer, National League, and some local interleague competitions while we talk cycling for the end of the show. We're going to start with a rundown of the results from this weekend. And we'll start with ladies football in the Senior Football Championship semi-final stages. Glencar Manor 5-9, St. Joseph's 2 goals and 8 points, 10-point victory for last year's beaten finalists over the defending champions. They now progress to the final. Kiltobert versus Balnamore. That game was called off due to suspension in terms of COVID over the last few days in Kiltobert Club. That has now cleared, it appears, and the game is fixed to be replayed or to be played, should I say, at 11am in Leitrim Village on Sunday morning of next week. In intermediate grade, both semi-finals went ahead as planned. Drumahair 2-11, Kildregales 1-6, 8 points to spare for Drumahair in that particular game, while Mohull pulled away towards the end of their game, 18 points to 5, the margin of victory over a valiant St Mary's side. In junior football, one game fell foul of the COVID regulations. Again, that was the FINA versus Glencar Manor Hamilton B game that also refixed for next Sunday morning. Drum Kieran did play St. Joseph's in their clash, St. Joseph's second team, 9-13 to 1-9, the final score in that game. So plenty of margin of victory for Drum Kieran in that they progress to the final and they will play either FINA or Glencar Manor Hamilton B, those teams will do battle on Sunday morning in Carrick and Shannon in Park Nevmore. That's the St Mary's pitch beside Park Sean McDermott and that game at 11am in the junior semi-final. One final result from the ladies football is the relegation playoff at senior level. St Francis 3-12, St Bridget's 4 points. Now across the weekend we also had full rounds of fixtures in the junior A, B and C competitions in men's football starting with the junior a football championship group one Cortletra 2-7 glencar manor hamilton 118 clune 2-12 glenfarn kiltiklar 110 in group two ahawillan 10 points st mary's kiltard 1-9 while ahavas 3-14 shauna heslins 113 was the final score in that particular game in junior b football championship group one St Mary's Kiltard 4-12, Sean O'Heslin's 4-8 high scoring game there, a four point victory for the Carrick and Shannon side. In Group 2, Phoenix St Collins 1-6, Drum Curran 1-16, while in Group 3, Glencar Manor received a walkover against Kiltubbert who scratched from that game. In the Junior C football competition, the final round of group games took place. In Group 1, Mohull 2-9. Leitrim Gales 3-16, that's a 10-point victory for Leitrim Gales away to Mohol in that game. While in Group C, Bornacula topped their group 2-14 to 1-7 with a victory over Balneglera in Group 2 of that particular competition. Now what that actually means in terms of the, the competitions going forward in the Junior A competition, of course, two groups of five teams, similar to senior and intermediate grades, uh, with only three first teams taking place. How they pan out now for the quarterfinal stages, the top four in each group qualify for the knockout stages. So in group one, Clune topped the table with eight points. Glencar Manor Hamilton on five points finished in second place in the table, while Glenfarren Kilty Clahar finished in third place with four points, two wins from their four games, while Carrie Gallon took the fourth place spot with three points and Gortletra pointless with four defeats from their four outings at this level. In Group 2, Ahavas topped the table, their 100% record, eight points from their four games. Sean Heslins and St Mary's level on five points apiece, and Duff on two points to finish in fourth place, while in Ahawillan they also finished bottom of that table with zero points from their particular games this weekend. Now what that means for the quarterfinal stage of that particular competition, Anaduff will play Clune, Glencar Manor versus St Mary's, Sean Heslins will play Glenfarn Kilty Clotter 
Ahavas will play Carrie Gallon in a local derby in the final quarter final there. Those games currently penciled in for the 19th of September. That's Saturday week. We will bring you that closer to the time with the junior A relegation final between Ahawillan and Gortletra to be played on Sunday afternoon the 20th September at 1.30 in Clune. Uh, those games, keep an eye on the Leitrim GA website for the actual updates on those particular games. In the Junior B Football Championship, three groups of three here, and it's a little bit convoluted, so you're going to have to bear with me for a second. So the top team is into the semi-finals. The three second-place teams will be in a playoff for the final semi-final place, and then the bottom team are in a playoff for relegation. So it's a little bit complicated, but if you bear with me, we'll deal with the simple stuff first. So the relegation playoff will be a two-round system. So in the first game, the semi-final of the relegation competition, Sean O'Heslins versus Kiltubbard, and I can only assume that the loser of that game will play off against the other third-place team, which is Phoenix and Collins, and the loser of the second final, or the final of the relegation situation, will be relegated to Junior C for next season. I'm open to correction on that, so if anyone knows any better, please let us know. We will update that information, but... As I say, Sean O'Hessens play Kiltubbard and then the loser will place Fina with the loser being relegated. Again, those games down for decision on the 20th of September. The other playoff, which is the second place playoff in respect of the final semi-final spot, is between St Mary's versus Glencar Manor. And the winner of that will play Drum Kieran for that final semi-final spot. Alan Gales, Muhul and Melvin Gales await at the semi-final stage. So it's a lot of games and maybe it doesn't quite work as well as maybe it, it could at that level. Three team groups are never, that wouldn't be my choice. Um, and the way the, the, it's been convoluted from there on in, it's just a little bit messy. But that is what is happening. And at Junior C competitions, we have uh, two groups of three. Again, I'm not a fan of the three team groups, but we are where we are with that. Ahavas topped group one with four points. Leitrim Gales in second place with two points. Mohol finished in third in their group with zero points, two defeats in their two games. Bornacula topped their group two uh, with four points, two wins from their two games. Drumahair, one win, one defeat. They see two points on the board. And Balneglera with two defeats in their two games leaves them bottom of the table in that particular clash. Now, in terms of where they match up after that, the top two sides will face each other. No relegation, of course, nowhere to be relegated to at junior C level. Bornacula will play Leitrim Gales and Ahavas will play Drumahair. Both those games on the 20th of September at 1.30. The Bornacula Leitrim Gales game to be played in Anaduff, while Ahavas and Drumahair will meet in Drumshambo. Some other results from across soccer during the week. In terms of National League, we had two games with Leitrim representation in them, one in each code, men's and women's. Sligo Rovers had a fantastic victory last night, 3-1 against Finn Harps. Leitrim's Niall Morhan playing a vital part in the midfield engine room there for Sligo as they moved into third in the table. It's scarcely believable for anyone following the league considering where they started with zero points from their first four games after the restart. But five wins in six sees them rocket up the table. They really are the success story of the return to action for the SSE Airtricity League. Niall Morhan playing a major part in that. Dervla Byrne in playing for P-Mount at the weekend. They had a disappointing 3-0 defeat away to Wexford. Of course, Dervla played with Muhl on Sunday morning as well. So a busy weekend for her, but mixed fortunes. A defeat against uh, the Wexford in, in a kind of a almost a replay of the cup final last year in the Aviva. So a similar result, Wexford winning that game. It's a bit of a setback for P-Mount, but it does me- blow the, the title race wide open. Three teams in the running at the early stage of the league. The two in action on Saturday night, Piemont and Wexford, and also Shelburne, who are top of the table at this stage of the season. So interesting to keep that uh, title race and, and watch it as you go along. If you're a fan of sport, it's ba- it's bound to be lots of twists and turns in it between now and the end of the season. So the best luck to Durbel and her teammates as they hope to pick themselves up after that defeat at the weekend. Also at National League level, some Leitrim representation that we're aware of. If there's if your son or daughter or niece or nephew or neighbour is playing with a team, let us know. We'll try and keep track of their seasons as well. But Myrne Devaney of Manor Hamilton in action for Sligo Rovers as they drew 3-all in the Women's Under-17 National League with Shamrock Rovers on Saturday afternoon in in Sligo. And also the Under-19 Sligo Rovers team were away to Finn Harps 
on Saturday. They were beaten 5-2. Killian Gaffey in goals for them. Of course, Killian from Carrick and Shannon, formerly of Longford Town, but also made his senior competitive debut for Leitrim in the FBD League earlier this year at only 17 years of age. So uh, quite a talent for coming through uh, both in codes of soccer and Gaelic, but currently training with um, with Sligo Rovers under-19s and hoping maybe to get uh, further along that food chain in the showgrounds. Uh, two other results in underage ladies' soccer, or women's soccer as they call it. Uh, the Gainer Cup under-15 side, the Sligo Leitrim team. We went through the various members of that team who are from Leitrim last week on the show. They had a 3-0 victory against Donegal, while the under-13 side came back from 3-1 down to win 4-3 also against Donegal and secure their passage into the Gainer Cup. So it's looking good for those two teams who've had mixed success in the Gainer Cup over the last few years. Some very good results from Sligo Leitrim teams uh, in the Gainer Cup over the last few years. So the next generation of National League stars coming through. Great to see it from a small county like Leitrim. We're going to get into the meat of the interviews today. There's about 15 or 16 people lined up to chat to us over the last couple of weeks. You have probably seen some of these interviews on our YouTube channel. If you want to see the actual videos, if you want to search for Leitrim Daily on YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe. Uh, very important. We're trying to grow our presence over there. We're going to start with the ladies' senior football semi-final between Glencar Manor and St. Joseph's. A 10-point victory for the northern side in the... F- end uh, a last minute goal the last kick of the game goal uh, for Glencar Manor put a bit of a gloss on the scoreline that probably doesn't reflect an accurate reflection of the game and I think St. Joseph's always a tough team to get over and Glencar Manor finally broke that hoodoo at the weekend we're going to hear from Leo Fox and Alva Clancy of Glencar Manor as well as their manager Porrick Corrigan but first let's hear from the beaten side on the day the defending champions for the three times in a row Michelle Heslin and her manager Ray McBride. Michelle Hessel, your thoughts after that? Um, yeah, officially disappointed now. Obviously, it wasn't the results now we were looking for today. I suppose we kind of started off slow again and brought it back to a drawn game. And they kind of were always one or two points ahead of us. And I suppose maybe in the second half, we probably really didn't do ourselves justice. Um, but I suppose manner of fair play to them. They're fully deserving of the win today. And wish them all the best now for the final. They've been knocking on the door the last number of years. So hopefully they can get over the line now. Does it put into context maybe the achievement of the last few years for you that you've gone the whole way for three years in a row? It's, it's hard enough to win this championship once, never mind three times consecutively. Yeah, I suppose looking at this year, you know, we didn't think we were going to have any football and then we were back out and I suppose with no league now this year and with new management in now too, you're like, you know, you're looking at the league to like, you know, breed in new players to the team and we didn't really get that opportunity this year and um, I suppose we were limited time to kind of work on stuff as well. Um, I suppose for Manor, they're the exact same. Every other team is the exact same as well. Um, so fair play to them. In terms of your own performance, you're uh, you're hobbling at the moment. What happened? I just went over my ankle there at the end now, so just unlucky now. It's not too bad. So <laughs> I suppose um, unfortunately you won't have to get, try and get ready for two weeks' time. But county football may or may not happen later in the in the season. Have you even thought that far ahead? God, I haven't thought about it at all now. Obviously, we were looking to come here today, try and get the win, and possibly then look forward to playing in the final. Um, I suppose with inter-county, sure, it's hard to know if it's people are saying going to go ahead, not going to go ahead. But taking the week off for now and review then what will will be like now for county or what's going to happen. So. What next for the team and the club? I suppose you've had a good core of players there coming through. You're all in, in that kind of maybe mid to late 20s range. Uh, it, what happens next for that group of players? Do, do they come back again for another tilt next year to win four and five years? Yeah, I suppose um, people around the county are always talking about um, other teams have very young teams. Like Likewise with ourselves, like you know, our team is very young as well. You know, we have great young players coming up this year. We have a junior team as well, so... It's great for them to get that experience as well. So hopefully they'll keep at it now for next year and come back at it again. It's a hard luck today. It's never easy after a defeat, especially as defending champions. So um, enjoy your, your rest. I think you're going to have to need it with, the, with that ankle. But um, so sorry to see you kind of knock bow to the championship today. Uh, thanks, Brethany. I suppose we've had a good three years. So um, Manor, I suppose, they had to get through that door sometime. <laughs> so best of luck to them. Ray McBrien tough day today maybe after three years of 
of being the kingpins in the in the or the queen pins maybe in the in the county, it's come to an end today. How's the how's the head? Ah, it's very disappointing, Breffney, uh, to lose the game. Like uh, I said, that probably the hungrier team won it in the end. They wanted more than we did, and uh, you know, it's we came back from the first 15 minutes that you know they put the scores on the board. We came back into it and drew level, but it's hard to come back the second time around in the second half and expect to do the same again. So it just simply wasn't going to happen. So you know, when we when we got back level, we could have pushed on another level to maybe get two or three up at half time, but we didn't have time two down like so. They had the breeze in the second half, whatever there was, so that they did push on in the second half, and they were they were clinical with all their chances. In all fairness, it is very disappointing. Now uh, we have a lot of work put in over the last number of weeks, uh, ten or eleven weeks, whatever it is. Um, but uh, it's disappointing. That's this is the end of the road for you know the three in a row is done and dusted now. So it's up to the group to refocus again and s- come back bigger and stronger next year. Do you expect most of those girls to still be involved in St Joseph's next year? I expect each and every one of them to come back next year because uh, they're, they're not quitters. Like Some of them were there since 2007, 2008. We've lost a number of finals over the years, heartbreaking finals, and uh, they, they all come back year after year. So it'll be, I, I can't see anything different happening next year because they're all young enough to come back and come into the team and, 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 and push on again next year. Towards the end of the game, there was a couple of injuries on both sides, I suppose. N- neither player went off, but there was a very distinct kind of... a. I suppose slow down from Michelle Heslin there when she t- turned her ankle towards the end of the game. Is that a factor in, in how the, the game finished up? Because you seem to be coming back into it and pulling them back in point by point. Yeah, it, it possibly was, but we were, we were pulling them back in, all right, but we we only had them back to six points at that stage and uh, Michelle turned her ankle then. And you're probably right, it probably did. It was a bit of a factor in the, the, the beginning of the end, as the saying goes, for us because uh, once she went off, that was game over. Like So uh, it was a factor, but... In all fairness, um, it would have took a, a great finish to, to get back into the game and, and draw it or win it. Like. Now, we talked to you a couple of times this season, but it's not just yourself on the sideline for St. Joseph's this year or over the last couple of years. Talk us through who's who's involved behind the scenes. Yeah, well, I, I'm there the last two years, but um, last year we had Brian Mulvey from Clune, Brian done sterling work, great trainer, great coach, great way with players. Uh, JP McManus at Carrigallon was involved last year as well. Uh, Brian and JP walked away, so myself, I stayed on. James Boyle from Baltimore, he's involved with it as well, Ma- joint manager this year with me. And Adrian Dockery came in this year. Adrian's living in Baltimore. He's from French Park originally. He's a former scrum and under 21 senior team manager, or men's manager. Uh, he came in as joint manager. So there was three of us there this year, three of us, three of us there, four there last year. So it's not, it's not all about me, far from it. Um, the amount of work that these lads, James does, and Adrian has done. Brian last year, JP last year, it's it's, it's serious, so um, it's it's definitely a team effort. In terms of the season now, it's over for St. Joseph's girls at the senior level. Uh, they're still involved in an intermediate game later on this evening, uh, but yourself, will we see you in, in black? You're wearing black today. Will we see you in black uh, at men's games later on in the in the championship or maybe even doing a, a senior ladies final? Would that be uh, a little bit too close to the bone? I think it would, to be honest with you, because... Um uh, we'd see, we'd see. Um, it's up to the the powers that be to decide whether I do it or not. But um, if I do do it, great. And if I don't, it's not then the world. I have done a few ladies finals already. Um, so uh, you know, it's, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good final. Let it be Ballymore or um, Kintobert against Manor in it. Like it's it's gonna be a good game of football. Two good footballing teams, whoever it is. So um, you know, let's not make a big deal about the referees. Like it's they don't decide who wins and loses games more often than not. So uh, we'll see what happens. In terms of if you take off your, your St. Joseph's hat and put on your just GAA fan hat, is it good for the game, the ladies game in the county to have a, a new title? There will be a new winner, uh, barring I suppose an upset from Kiltobert, which I think it's fair to say will be an upset if they come through and win the championship. But it's looking like there's going to be a new name that hasn't been on that championship trophy for a few years in the county. Is that a good thing for the game? It's a good thing for the game, but it's not good for St. Joseph's. But um, yeah, it is good. For I, I did ask you to take your hat off for a minute. <laughs> it, it is, honestly, it is good for the game because it's a, it's a very strong championship now compared to, say, five or six or seven years ago. You had two or three teams like it. So the standard has improved as well in the three or four teams that potentially can win a championship. So Ballamore, Sean O'Hessen has come on the scene now. Very good young running team. Manor, of course, have been there for a while now, so they possibly are due one. So yeah, it, it, the standard has, has um, definitely stepped up and it'll make a, a better county team as well. So I suppose in general it is good from a neutral point of view to see a new name on the cup, all right. 
I suppose those intermediate teams, the likes of Drummer Hare and Mohol qualify for the final this morning, they'll be looking like maybe in a couple of years they could push on to that level as well. So it's all very positive for the ladies' game in the county. But Ray, hard luck today. Well done on everything that the club has achieved under your guidance and over the two years before that as well. Uh, and hard luck on, uh, on defeat today. OK, Rafi, thanks very much. Thank you. Alva Clancy, he must be happy with that result. Yeah, we're absolutely delighted to just finally get over them and beat them back in another county final. So we're delighted. In terms of the game today, 10 points in the end probably doesn't reflect how tight that game was at points. No, it was, as always, it's always like a battle against them and there'll probably be a few beer bruises and sore, sore muscles tomorrow. It's always really tough against them and yeah, we're just delighted to kind of get over. It definitely wasn't as close as, um, or it definitely wasn't as uh, far apart as the 10 points suggest, but it was a great battle and good to get over the end. On a personal note, two goals, almost a third at the end, but you kind of the old soccer skills coming back to, to play. You missing the National League that much that you wanted to play a bit of soccer in the last kick of the game? Ash, look, I was going for the hat trick, but Siobhan just took it off uh, took it off my toes there. But no, I'm sure, look, I'm delighted to, to get a few goals and help the team. And I don't mind if I score nothing and I, we work and we win, then I don't mind. In terms of this was the overall season, you've beaten St. Joseph's, you've got that hoodoo off your back, but you've still won nothing yet. Are you aware of that or does that kind of sit on your on your mind at all? Oh, of course, yeah. So as well, like enjoy this, like we've, we've beaten them, like they are, they're a great team in fairness. So like we'll enjoy this today, but then tomorrow, like we're focusing on the final. We know we haven't won anything yet. So we'll refocus again tomorrow and look forward to whoever's in the, whoever playing in the final. In terms of, I suppose, the next two weeks, what's the, the attitude within the club as to how you'll treat the next two weeks? Um, I suppose just the same that we've been doing all year. Like we'll be working hard and training a lot, always focused, and yeah, just the same thing that we've been doing all year. Just probably a different, um, a different team in the final this year. So we'll be looking forward to that. Okay, well, listen, well done today, and best of luck at two weeks time. Cheers, thanks very much. Leo Fox, your thoughts after that game? Yeah, I'm, I'm just so relieved to be honest with you. Like it's a big weight lifted off our shoulders. We Joe's have put us out three years in a row now and we just really want to make a difference. I don't know what we'd have done if we lost there to be honest with you. Like everyone says we're an up and coming team, but I would have been a bit worried now if we if we lost today because it'd be very hard to take. So I'm just really, really delighted. So at the fourth time of asking you've overcome St. Joseph's, they've gone on to win the championship every year. Uh, you still have a, a pretty big hurdle yet this year in the final. It, undecided yet whether that's going to be Kiltobert or Ballinamore. I suppose on form, Ballinamore the most likely side to come through there. You've already lost them that season. Is that a, a bit of a worry for you? Um, no, not really. Like uh, We put in a big performance here. Like Joe's are a great team. Um, there's a reason it took us four times to beat them because they're so good and really experienced and it'll give us great confidence now going into the final that you know we've become a bit more experienced, a bit cuter. Um, yeah, I think I wouldn't rule Kiltobert out either. They're, just, they're, just, they're a great team too. Um, obviously Balnamore are probably favourites but yeah, we, we were middling against Balnamore in the, in the group game so yeah, we'll get our house in order and prepare for them, whoever it is now in two weeks. 10 points in the difference today but I suppose the last kick of the game has put an extra three on that it wasn't really that gap, wide of a gap in, in the game at all though they had their chances particularly late on a couple of great saves from your goalkeeper yeah look um, Emer O'Connor's been in goals for the year uh, Cammy went in there today she did a great job both of them did during the during the year um, no look I just it's not it wasn't it was a close game like even any ladies game you play uh, a few points is nothing because the goals can just come in one after another. So uh, I think it was really positive that we didn't really let them score too much in the second half. Uh, other years we might have, you know, caved in. But yeah, no, I'm just really delighted. Well done today. Congratulations on getting that hoodoo off your back and the best luck in the final in two weeks' time. Thanks very much. Pori Corrigan, he must be happy with that result. Bernie, I'm delighted. I'm so, so thrilled for the girls. They put in the work and they have put it in from... Uh, January in different forms where we started with fitness classes then the lockdown where we had to train our own then we went to beaches when we were allowed and then we could get and train together and then they started bringing it in again and I'm delighted for them nothing nothing phased them we just kept going and going but on today to get our over, win over St Joseph's is huge you know for a young team that have probably never beaten Joseph's in the championship it's it, 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 it's a big but it comes with a caveat or whatever it's only a semi-final and We've either Kiltobert and Ballamore in the final, whenever that will be. 
in terms of the, the gulf between the two teams today and it was a wide score on the scoreboard but can you read anything into that or was it just kind of a one of those where you got a, a late goal on the on the break to, to put a bit of a gloss on it? Well, yeah, I think it was, it was Murren or um, Leah got a point there then put a seven up and up till, mm. Leah got it, was it? And up till that, you know, you couldn't discount uh, St. Joseph's because they do come at you they're relentless and that's why they're three time champions you know and they just kept going but it was mentioned in the group over there by the, the, the leadership in, in our team today you know when we went down 14 it didn't phase us there was leadership it wasn't just the, the usual suspects you know, it was every one of the girls you know and it, it, that extends out to the, the panel as well where they're putting pressure and you know we get injured we had a bad injury there Karen with her cruciate and stuff like that but she came and was positive around the squad and all that and do you know like we kind of I said it to you earlier when we were I think it was Francis game whatever we're kind of on a mission or we're kind of on a crusade this year and you know we kind of came off against Ballymore but that might have been the best result that day because we regrouped and we're, we're in the final but we have been here before when Kilturbert when we bet Kilturbert last year in the semi-final and probably we got sucked in with the whole euphoria of that and we'll, we'll not do it this year we'll be ready in terms of that other semi-final of course Kilturbert have to play Ballinmore. Um, it's it's up in the air as to when that's going to be played hopefully we'll, if everything goes alright it'll be played next week with the final the following week in in terms of I suppose the season and your outlook what do you change about the next two weeks do you change anything about the next two weeks as you prepare it kind of unknown as to when that final might be no, uh, we don't. Um, we change nothing because we follow. A pro- we're following a program from way back, you know. And you know, sometimes we had games and sometimes we didn't. We go in every Wednesday, and if there's a game that weekend, we plan for it. And if there's not, we plan for it, you know. So we we adapt. I think James uses the word adaptability a lot when he's talking to us. So um, you know, that's what we do in our team, and it's the same when we're playing. People can play anywhere. And it's that interchange and all that that won the game today. I felt we got the matchups probably better. You see, you talked about leadership, and you look through that team, right through the core of that team, from Cammy and Golds right out to Melissa Hewitt, Hannah Johnson in midfield, Alva Clancy, Derv or Rooney, Leah Fox, Mern Devaney. I could keep calling names out here that really just seemed to just be there when you needed bodies at the end of the game and whether it was in the half back line or full back line some of those girls who were playing up front popping up at one stage all 30 or 29 players in your half of the field do you legislate for that when you're kind of planning a, a game you, you've listed six or seven girls there I, I listed another 25 do you know what I mean and that's it it's teamwork it's teamwork there was a lot of girls you probably wouldn't know you know, that stood up today and, well, you know, them inside out from schools and all that, but there's no lesser lights in our in our squad and there's no superstars in our squad. We are a team and that's how we operate. And there's n- there's nobody any different than the other. Well, it was definitely a fantastic team performance today, Paul Corrigan. Congratulations on reaching uh, the third consecutive county final. Uh, I hope this one uh, goes a little bit better for you than the last few in terms of the scoreboard, but you've really set a, your marker down today with a, a victory over the defending champions three times defending champions St. Joseph's massive result for the club congratulations to you and to your, your team and your, your all your support staff involved in the team I know there's a few of them giving you a bit of stick here over my shoulder yeah uh, thanks a million Brevney as always it's great to be involved in victories and all that look at we do get upset when we're bet but like this year myself and John were joined I told you before by Kieran and James you know we've called him there he, he runs it he helps out with cones and stuff and it's all, it's all part of the crew like you know well done today Thanks, Brevney. Fair play. At intermediate level, also at semi-final stage, we're going to start over in Clune and the clash between Mohol and St Mary's, and it was a comfortable enough victory for Mohol in the end. 13 points to spare at the end of the game, but that doesn't reflect possibly the first 40 minutes of the 60. Carrick battled with them all the way, and it is amalgamation of Carrick and Bornacula in that St Mary's team and they battled them the whole way but just couldn't quite find the scores and at the end of the day it was probably the disciplined long range shooting from both Derville O'Byrne and Charlene Terrell that really was the difference between the two sides. Carrick defended fantastically and up against such fire firepower in that Mohol side uh, to keep a clean sheet was a huge achievement for that St Mary's side. We spoke to their manager Declan Bohan and sisters Elise and Casey Brune after the game but first we're going to hear from Nicole Higgins and Deirdre Ward of Mull. Nicole Higgins 
tough game, but you came out fairly solid in the end, in the, towards the end of that game, to stretch away. Yeah, very tough game. Um, St Mary's kept us the whole way. Our experienced players the whole way throughout the pitch and our fitness got them in the end. In terms of the game, I suppose, really tight in that first half. There was only really a couple of points in it right up until half-time. I think it was four points. And then the second half, just those experienced players around the middle of the field and Derville Byrne up front just kind of probably proved to be the difference. Yeah, Derville's a brilliant player. Every time she gets the ball, she rarely does anything wrong with it. Um, Carrick are a very, very young team. Um, we're very experienced, so... That's what pulled us through. In terms of playing in full back on that team, because in certain periods of that game you had very little to do. What what do you do to keep yourself kind of focused on what's going on ahead of you when maybe you haven't seen the ball for five or ten minutes at each point? We just have to make sure our players are tightening up and they're hovering back in case the ball breaks down because you can see in there today it broke down very rapidly and they came straight through the middle. So we have to hold back and into our positions. You mentioned that the score probably didn't reflect the, the full game, but they did have a couple of goal chances that maybe would have softened that loss a little bit for them. Yeah, the goal chances got there, but we're just going to have to work on that for the next game because they won't get away as easy the next time. At the moment, as far as we all know, it's two weeks to the county final. Of course, COVID might come in. It's been to affect one or two games in the county. But in terms of your preparations for the next two weeks, where do you see uh, the next two weeks going for Mohol and yourself? Uh, eat well, sleep well, just do everything right and keep training hard. Listen, the very best of luck. Well done today and the very best luck in the final. Thanks very much. Dear Ward, reached the county final again. You must be happy. Yeah, listen, we're delighted. You know, anybody that can actually reach a semi-final final, um, we're delighted with it. Uh, let me tell you, it was a tough performance. Um, Carrick are a great team, young like ourselves. Um, we just probably had that little bit of an age in the last quarter, um, but they gave it all. Uh, absolutely everything until until the final whistle so credit has to go to them as well but we are delighted to be in final so we'll just plough on now There seemed to be just a little touch extra an extra gear in both maybe fitness and experience that just settled the team down and, and took those scores when you were facing a blanket defence in front of you just to pop them over whether it was Dervler or Charlene or anyone well able to pop the ball over the bar from 25-30 yards Yeah, listen, I suppose you know we're not just going to go the one angle the whole time uh, at that stage so we have we have the players we have the forwards and as we say like you know what I mean it takes our panel of 33 to to get out there and perform it's not just one or two players so um yeah we, we took our we took our shots when they were on L- listen there's a lot to work on there there was an awful lot of drop balls wide and everything so um at the end of the day like once you once you get the scores it, it will win games in terms of at the back, they had a couple of dicey moments there. It never really looked like in danger of changing the outcome of the game, but they did have one or two really good goal chances at the end that they missed. Is that a worry for you going into a county final against Drummer or Or Kildra Gales, whoever it might be. We, that game's taking place as we speak. Yeah, um, listen, any game that you play, there's always room for improvement. And, you know, between the backs, midfields and forwards, there's huge, huge areas that we ca- that we have to work on there. I'll always have confidence in, in our back line, um, no matter who they are, uh, the midfields and the forwards. So, you know, I mean, that, that's not a, it is a little bit of a worry. But listen, Carrick got in, a, you know, handy the last day and we weren't um, going to let that happen a second time. And they've, um, the ferocious forwards in there. So, you know, they're young, they're nippy um, and we just had to try and cut that out today. But there is areas for improvement, definitely. Well done today and best luck in the final. Thanks, Bethany. Cheers. Casey and Elise Bruin, what's your thoughts after that? Oh, well, obviously fairly disappointed. Um, but I suppose Mohol were the stronger team at the end of the day. It shows like they have lots of experience. We're a very young team, so hopefully we have a few good years to come. Yeah, exactly what Casey said there. You can't really hide the disappointment. I know it's been a short year, but it has been quite intense. Like We've had matches and matches, and then just to come out here. Look, we came out giving it everything and just unfortunately weren't good enough on the day. But again, we have a lot of young girls coming up. So um, we've had a good few coming up this year, a lot of under 16s. And we can see they're just brilliant players and they just need that extra year of Mm. bit of experience. So we'll come back next year stronger. Some really positive points, I suppose, looking forward. I know that it's the end of the championship this year, but the fact that you didn't concede a goal with that kind of fire, firepower against you is a really big positive for the team. Also, I suppose you did create a couple of those goal chances later in the game as well that probably would have put a fairer reflection on the scoreboard. Yeah, I suppose I suppose the defence was, was good in the fact that Mowell didn't really get any real shot on goal like um, from a, you know, I suppose, like close up to Caroline. But, um, yeah, I know, I suppose we just need to be more accurate and uh, yeah, precise I suppose with our with our shooting. Yeah, um, look when you get a player like Dervla Byrne she's not going to be missing those shots from 20, 30, 40 metres out so um, even we didn't concede goals but even keeping her out there she was still fairly accurate whereas we were lacking that just a bit up the top um, 
myself included missed a few chances up there so that's something that we just need to work on a bit more get more accuracy a bit more composure on the ball and things like that but it's all things to work on and things to aim for for next year where do you go from from here obviously it's end of season now but as you build maybe towards next year and another tilt at that intermediate championship where can you strengthen basically just um just keep the whole team together really um missing a few today but we'll just get everyone back and we'll get out training next year come nice and early is, yeah february get out training just basically keep the team together keep everyone training keep everyone working keep the spirits up really when we get out go hell for leather from next year and look we know that we have talent on the pitch it's just really finding out how to work with each other like a few of the girls here first year playing and again we haven't had a long season what have we had july august so two months playing with each other with the likes of the under 16s that have come up so we just need to really get to know each other a bit more playing a bit more yeah together keep up the commitment as well for next year because we had serious commitment we had like over 25 at most trainings i suppose and uh just keep, i suppose it was such a short season anyways but like keep up the commitment if we could have those numbers of training next year and go hell for leather early in the year we'd hopefully come out with some results Listen, girls, hard luck today. A great performance. Just pity about the result from your point of view. Enjoy your off-season and hopefully we'll see you back next season. Thanks Thank very much. You. Thanks for having Declan Bohan, we've had you on the show a couple of times, mostly as in your role as County Board Secretary. You're here today as the coach of what's now St Mary's, ladies. It's still a twin tinge of Bornacula when you're on the sideline, but uh, disappointing day for you today. Yes, Brefney, um Yeah, it's, it's, it's like we obviously with Bornacula St Mary's for the last couple of years and it's now St Mary's. We have still have three Bornacula players involved, two of them playing today. And uh, unfortunately, Alison McKeown got injured. She did her cruciate ligament there back in two months, or a month ago, or six weeks ago. So she was obviously a big loss to us today. But look, if we've got to the same stage this year as we have got over the last two years, this is our third year in an intermediate uh, semi-final, and our third year to be rolled over by Mohol yet again. They're just like a, have an Indian sign over us, I suppose, at this stage. And um, Look, it was it was difficult. We knew it was going to be a difficult task coming here. We played them earlier on in the first round, and and the girls were under no illusion as to what faced what they were facing in today's contest. And I think, to be honest with you, most people would agree it was a very, very staunch, st- st- um, sturdy, sturdy, I should say, uh, contest throughout. Um, the scoreboard probably a little bit unkind to our girls. But look, there was one player there that was made all the difference, and you know, obviously, it was Darvla Byrne who kicked balls over the bar for fun, uh, despite the fact that you know we felt we did a good job on marshalling her, kept her away from shooting for goals. But she's a special talent, and she was effectively the main difference between the team today. You know, do you feel maybe that she sucked Jasmine May out of the game a little bit by dragging her over to the sideline and just having a run from there? That is her style of play, to be honest. We've played her a few times now, and she's not, she doesn't hang around as a target player. She forced herself into the game. She does tend to pull players into pockets of space uh, and then run at them but I'd have to say to be fair to Jazz today I mean she really did a great job on her she kept her away from getting that shot on goal which you know the last day we played against them she got a number of goals I'd have to say and seemed to get them relatively easily but I, I, I thought Jazz had a fine game on her today considering the task she was up against you know Where does the team go to from here? Well look at as I said to them over there after the game, you know, they won a junior championship back, uh, I think it's three years ago now in 2017, in their first year to, we'd say, reform, if you like to put it that way, and went straight to intermediates. They won a junior league the next year, and sometimes maybe you think that these things are going to keep coming year on year, but they don't. And as I said to them over there, you know, when you're playing at intermediate level, at a pretty high standard, which it is now, it's, it's the second most high standard, obviously, in the county next to senior. You don't have any divine right to win championships. You've got to earn them. And that can take years and years of work and cumulative years of work. And someday it will happen for them. Um, obviously, there are huge positives for the club in terms of the number of young players that are coming through. Uh, like th- that, This team is actually younger this year than it was last year. And, and that makes a huge difference from the positivity point of view. And they, those girls will be a year older, they'll be a year stronger and a little bit more experienced, you know. Listen, hard luck today, Declan, and uh, I suppose enjoy your your evenings now when you were on the training pitch. You get to do a bit more county board work as the as the season comes to a conclusion. Yeah, that's it, Brefney. Thanks very much. I've got Wednesday now and a Friday freed up, so I just don't know what I'm going to do with my time for the winter now. To be honest with you, I'm sure somebody will find something to keep yourself <laughs> occupied. Okay, Brefney, and look at I, I also well, just uh, just wearing another hat, even though I have a hat on me here, which will cover all. I, I just like to say to you. 
um, I, I, much kudos for the amount of contribution, the contrib contribution you've made to the championships in your coverage from Leitrim GA and from Leitrim LGFA has been fantastic and a breath of fresh air and a huge opportunity for, for, for the promotion of the game and I have to say to you, well done. Thanks very much, Declan. On the other side of the draw in the semi-final, two teams new to the intermediate grade in the county, Kildra Gales, having secured the junior title last year, had stepped up a level, while Drumahair had been relegated after a poor season last year, found themselves down in the intermediate grade from senior for this season. You wouldn't quite know because the game was quite competitive. 2-11 to 1-6, the final score. Eight points separates the sides, but Drumahair very happy to progress at this stage they made hard work of it in stages we're going to hear about that from Edel Kelly and from their manager Dr Jerry Ballantyne later in the show but first let's hear from Kildred Gales and how their season has gone so far from their captain Emer Duffy. Emer Duffy tough game today? Yeah it was a tough game but you know any day you're in a semi-final you can expect it to be tough our first year up intermediate and to get to a semi-final itself was a huge achievement you know it was beyond what we were probably in for the start of the year we just the way the year worked out we didn't get to have the experience of playing challenges against teams that were an intermediate or senior or we didn't get to have the league which would have stood to us so very proud of what we were able to achieve in such a, a short period of time and to come as far as we did to get to the semi-final I suppose it has to be taken in context you won that junior championship last year kind of at a canter in the end to be fair you came up the whole way through this intermediate championship and you've put it up to the team that topped the group so it's overall it's a pretty good season for you yeah it was a very good season you know there was no games that ran away from us we were there not just participating in any game we were there competing at every at every game that we played in and you know every game was at our grasp we just developed short with experience I'd say there in the last few minutes of this game and probably other games as well if we had had a few more none of us have there's maybe one or two who have played at senior level or even intermediate I think 90% of the team has never played beyond junior level maybe 50% have never played beyond underage level so it was great to be able to perform like we did in the first place Today's game though won that best team won or did you leave it behind you? Ah oh, no you can't take away from the way Drummer Hare performed they definitely have the senior status there stood to them in that intermediate level and you know probably seniors where they belong but I suppose a few more things that went our way if we didn't maybe concede some scores in the first half and if we had been able to get through that great solid defensive they have things could have gone either way if we could get a few more scores we would have got a bit of momentum but you know definitely wasn't a case of there was one outright winner I think that we were definitely in it all the way through right to the end as you could see we were pressuring them the whole way through and you know we did put pressure from their scores there was, was more wides than we expected them to be kicking Listen hard luck today and uh, I suppose enjoy your, your break for ahead of next season Thanks very much yeah we'll be back Edel Kelly your thoughts after that game? Um, it's a tough game yeah the ref wasn't really in our favour but we're glad just to be in the final now and just focus on that now You seem to have enough strength and depth there to, to kind of come past that Kildra Gales team uh, what are your thoughts on how the game went? The first half was goodish like we only for the first half now the work we put in the first half was through the second half because we didn't really perform to our best in the second half in terms of the next couple of weeks ahead of a county final now against Mohill you've played them a few weeks ago you came out on top in that game will you approach the final differently than you did that group game against them a couple of weeks ago um, yeah we'll definitely need to look at our mistakes from today and work on them over the next two weeks so it's tough two weeks turning ahead of us in terms of the squad any players that we might see coming back in maybe from injuries or anything like that over the next few weeks yeah we have a few girls that were off injured in the last few weeks so hopefully we'll have them back and fit for the next day what did you think of the yellow card? I suppose you took a bit of a 10 minutes siesta there in the second half. Um, well, I don't think it was fair, to be honest, because I wasn't ticked. Well, not that I know of any, but I wasn't ticked before that. So, yeah, it was, I thought it was a bit unfair. Anyways. Listen, well done today and the best luck in the final. Thanks very much. Jerry Ballantyne, your thoughts after that game? Um, well, I suppose we'll have to try and calm down now for a few minutes before I really put my thoughts together. Um, at the end of the day, we were in a county final, but the performance left a lot to be desired. Um, we're well aware of that. Um, I think we, we, we got frustrated. They defended tremendously well, but the amount of chances we, we missed left it so hard on ourselves. We just couldn't seem to pull away, and they just kept coming back and driving at us, and we were getting very frustrated. There was a bit of an altercation between yourself and the referee. I won't say altercation, but a, an exchange between yourself and the referee late in the game. Uh, that, when you're that far ahead, why do you get involved with the referee, I suppose? Yeah, I suppose, you know, from a... From a, a um, 
spectacle point of view, it, it doesn't look very pretty, and it's not. And it's I, I can't explain it at there, there and then at the time. It's probably symptomatic of the frustration of the way we were playing, more so than anything uh, really directed at the referee, who's only in there to do a job. In terms of the overall game, though, you never looked like in danger of losing the game. It was, I suppose, a solid performance. You now face a final, Mull in a couple of weeks' time. You've played them already in the championship this year. You had a good win that day too. Um, what's the, the expectations for the next couple of weeks? Well, look, the 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 it's back to training on Tuesday night. We have an awful lot to work on, especially our finishing for a start. Um, we played Mole, but we're well aware of the fact they were missing personnel that would grace any team in the county, even uh, senior or intermediate level. So it's a massive step up to be playing them again, and um, I would uh, say that they would be clear favourites. And um, performance like that won't do. What do you bring to that game over the next two weeks? What do you have to do to, to win that county final in two weeks' time? Well, I, I think we have to win an awful lot more 50-50 uh, ball. We have to finish an awful lot better than we did today and we have to be willing to drive better than we did today. We were too lateral in, in a lot of our play instead of driving forward like Keeler. I mean, they give us a lesson on how to drive forward and that's really uh, what kept them in the game, their willingness and ability to drive at us. We just don't have enough people who are doing that at the moment. So that's where we have to improve. Listen, well done today on a good result and the best luck in two weeks' time in the county final. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Now, of course, it wasn't all about the girls this week. There was some junior action on Saturday evening. I travelled over to Clune for the clash between the home side and Glenfern Kilty Clare. After the game, I caught up with Declan Brennan and Adrian Nichols of the home side. But first, let's hear from Fergal Clancy of Glenfern Kilty Clare. Fergal Clancy, your thoughts after that? Yeah, disappointed, Brefney. Um, we never really got going, I suppose. Clune were well deserving their victory this evening. They showed a lot more hunger for it, they moved the ball more pace, we were just a bit lackadaisical throughout the whole game, so not too great, but look, at it. it's it's the time to do it. We have a couple of big games coming up now, hopefully, in the next few weeks, and we'd rather get that, that dummy out of the way now than in two weeks' time. Talk us through the game. Yeah, we never really got going, it was tit for tat for the first five minutes, but then Clune pulled ahead towards the, the water break in the first half, and then tagged on a few scores before half-time, and then got a goal as well, so it left us in a tough position at half-time, and we never really looked like getting back into the second half, unfortunately. We were just a bit flat on our feet for whatever reason. It's maybe the fact that it was a dead rubber game to some extent, but that's not either an excuse. But it is what it is. Like I say, it's better to do it now than in two weeks' time, and hopefully that's, that's that out of the system. In terms of the results today, that's a third-place finish for you in the group. You'll play the second team in the other side. Haven't quite worked out who that is yet, but does it matter to you who you play, or are we disappointed to be that far down in the standings? No, look, of course we are. You know, we want I guess, two losses in the couple of games we played, so that's not good. Um, a byproduct of that is obviously coming third and facing the second team, but I mean, we have to beat whoever it is anyway, no matter what, uh, if we're looking at winning this thing. So it's really irrelevant who we get now at this point. It's just a matter of us dusting ourselves down, trying to get ready for two weeks' time. What's the, the mood like in the camp, I suppose? Because um, we don't really know too much about Glenfarren when you're not from that neck of the woods. Down here in junior, you don't get a whole pile of coverage. How has the, the year been for you so far? been fine obviously more than any club in Eastern it's been stop start any club throughout the country I suppose it's been stop start it's been a short season so we tried to tip away at things during the lockdown but it's hard to know uh, if, if you're not sure if you're playing or not throughout the year so once we got word that we're going back we picked up a wee thing but it's a short season we probably haven't got going just yet so we'd like today I suppose was the day we were hoping to really lift it up a bit but we didn't do that so it's going to leave it time to the next day now knock out football where we just have to step up or that's the end of our season. Do players treat knockout football a little bit differently maybe than these round robins? Yeah, you would think so. Uh, personally, yes, but equally so. You need to make the most of these games in the knockout, especially in a short year like this when you don't have the league to get get honed up with your skills. So, of course, knockout, there is that wee bit more bite in it. You know that everything has to be left on the pitch that day or it's over. But saying that, it's not an excuse for, for probably the performance today and not really getting to the level that we need to so far. In terms of the scoreboard today, it probably didn't reflect the game. It was a lot tighter than maybe the nine or so points that were in it at the end. Uh, some wayward shooting from yourselves probably was the difference between the two sides in the day. Yeah, yeah. Look, at, I'm not going to stand here and tell you we should have been closer either. I think they were definitely uh, deserving of the result. Wayward shooting. There was also just a lack of pace in our team. I think they, they moved the ball far quicker through the lines than us. and We got turned over in the middle where we were just taking the ball standing. So shooting bit of pace, so just, there's just a couple of things that we need to kind of improve on for the next day. I wouldn't just pinpoint one. one Listen, day. the best luck uh, in the knockout stages. Cheers, definitely appreciate it. Declan Brennan, your thoughts after that? Uh, it was a tough game. We knew it was going to be tough coming down here. Glenfarren always give us a, a tough game and it's never 
it's never an easy run out. Um, that scoreboard probably does us a little bit of, of flattery compared to what the game actually was. It was a lot tighter. They came back at us. They had they, they were unfortunate. They came down to 13 men in the last 15 and you wouldn't know it. Um, so it was everything we thought it was going to be. They, they ran us to the very end. Very physical game. Do you like that kind of encounter? Uh, I do, yeah. Um, I do. It's, it's, it's nice to get in and, and, and mix in with other team but it, it was physical but they were well able to play football too there was some great football played out there on, on, on both sides but especially then when they really ran at us they were well able to, to hit us and, and be physical with us but they played football and, and that showed out there too There's not been a whole pile of attention on the junior championship this year I know football kind of is the only thing that's really fl- flown through the county but how kind of much has football meant to the people of Clune to get back out and kind of even though they can't come in here but just have the team ready uh, look, it, it means everything. It's, it's great. It's great to have a, a positive focus back in the parish again, and, and in every parish and throughout the country, you can see it. You know, pe- people are really interested in, in in all football. It's great to see club football on national television and radio. Um, but back here in Clune, it's, it's brilliant to have a focus. Um, like you see that in Farrington, they came down. I'm sure it's the same in, in Upper Glen Farrington. Like they're down here with massive numbers, and it's great to have a positive focus again. Um, it's very uncertain at the minute and I know it was a bit of a setback and disappointment for people that they can't come and see the games but every club was putting a great effort in and the likes of yourself here coming showing great coverage onto club games it, it's really, it brings that into people's homes which is brilliant Of course three games hopefully left in your season quarter final in possibly two weeks time what's a thought going into those games it's knockout football from here on in there's no second chances Yeah, yeah it is Yeah, this, this is it's the business end of it now um, but you know, this is where you want to be. You want to be playing championship football when it comes to, to this knockout stage. Um, we're just taking every game as it comes. Um, however, depending on the results today, whoever we're going to be playing in the quarterfinal, it, it's game by game at this stage, and it has to be. Listen, well done today. Thanks very much. Adrian Nickel, tough game today. Yeah, it was a tough day, tough game um, from the start. Um, ben Farn came at us right from the beginning. Um, but look, we got stuck in early on in the game and we got a few scores um, and it, I suppose it just gave us a good foundation to continue on the game uh, throughout and I suppose towards the end of the game we died a little bit and uh, they came back into it and we got a few scores and uh, took uh, the, the gloss off our score I suppose at the end. But it was a tough game from start to finish. You'd expect nothing less from Glenfarren. You seem to find scores a little bit easier maybe from each possession than they did. Yeah, I suppose the ball coming in uh, into the forward line, um, there was some good quality ball coming into the forward line. It, uh, I suppose, gave us just uh, the upper hand in when we did get the ball moved in fast that we could give it off to players coming on running and they were able to take the scores and it, it helped us help us get on the, on the scoreboard that bit easier. A bit of strength and depth maybe shown that you had over them as well. I know your goalkeeper went off in the second half injured and a couple of other big names coming in from the, the, the bench maybe that you'd expect to see featuring from the start. Yeah, I suppose it's good um, good to have them few extra players there on the sidelines that you can call on them when they're needed. And I suppose in in football, and especially at this end of the, the four rounds of the championship played, you need... You need all. You need a full panel of players because lads get knocks. Like you said, our goalkeeper went off injured. We had Porrick to come in there um, to, to take over and he, he did excellent in there. Um, and again, a couple of lads came in throughout the, the, the game, towards the end of the game. It, it, it gave our lads, they had picked up a few knocks, a chance to, to come off and the, the guys get a few, few minutes game time then. So... Tell me a bit about the experience of playing in a game because it's a big open space here in Clune. You've got a road along each side. You can hear every noise, nearly every bird in the trees when there's no supporters in the ground. Is it a little bit surreal or, or does it even affect you? Uh, I suppose early on in the game it probably does um, affect you a little bit because things are so quiet. Um, it's strange. You don't have the supporters there. You don't have the crowd either from both sides the opposition uh, jeering on and cheering on and, and the Clune supporters cheering you on when you get a score so from that part of it yes early on in the game yeah I would say it's a little bit different but once you get your head into the game you actually you don't really pass much remarks on the the, the noise around it's more focused on the game and what's going on um, so. Does it make it easier maybe if you make a mistake or does nobody kind of get on your case? 
it does but the only problem is the game are being streamed so <laughs> there's no getting away from that so uh, yeah you can't hide the, the mistakes unfortunately and of course you can hear every word from the manager as well uh, in terms of the the rest of the season three games obviously hopefully on your season uh, to go top to the group you've four wins from four the mood must be pretty good in the camp yeah look at we have four wins from four that was our goal at the start um, of the championship was to get the four wins from four we have done that but look at you're into knockout championship football you can't take nothing for granted it doesn't matter who you're playing you have to show up on the day and if you don't you'll be knocked out and that'll be your season over so look at we have a big challenge ahead of us in the quarter final whoever that is on the other side we'll we'll take it as it comes and we'll we won't take anything for granted. We'll go out um, with our best foot forward and hopefully we'll come through it. Of course, it looks like five or six teams that could challenge for this based on the form so far and the results so far. There's five or six teams all around the same level. Uh, there's yourselves. Glenfarren again will be a, a different animal on a, in a knockout day. But also on the other side, you've got Balnamore, Carrick's second team look good, as do Ahavas. So there's plenty of games there that could be potential banana skins for you. Look at there's both in our own group and the group on the other side there is there is uh, good teams out there and they're every bit as good as us so we're going to have to just play at our best if we want to win the championship and look you have to have a target there to, to go out and, and win every game but like I said we can take nothing for granted so the, the, the opposition we'll be playing will be well fit to match us so we'll just have to try and be get them extra scores and win it on the day Adrian well done today best luck for us championship thank you thank you And at junior C level, Leitrim Gales booked their place in the semi-final of that particular competition. It's a new return to the, the world of Gaelic football for the junior C grade in Leitrim. I spoke to Paul Regan of Leitrim Gales after their game to hear about how they had got on and what they feel about being involved in football at that level. Paul Regan, big game today in the Junior C Championship, effectively a quarter-final against Mull. You must be happy to be looking at a semi-final draw now. Ah, yeah, the immediate reaction is just sheer delight and just relief, really, to get through um, after the first day out. So, look, at it was a, a good day, a good game, uh, well played from a lot of our young lads and just good to get through. In terms of the season, I suppose it's very hard to gauge where you are when there's no league, league campaign, only two games in the group at this stage. You're really just pulling lads together, but there's been a good vibe through Leitrim Gales this year. The senior team have done quite well, and that must have carried right through to these young lads coming through with you. Ah, exactly. Like, you know, when you're talking to a few of the older players, like myself and Brian Tracy, I've often said through the year, you look around the bench, six or seven young lads playing their first and second year of championship football. It's good to see that for the village, a few more coming next year. And again, it's just good experience for them to get as far as a semi-final. That's two games now against Ahavas Mohol today. You now face into a Bornacula team. They're an intermediate sided with their first team. This is their second squad, their reserves. Do you know anything about them? Do you know what to expect from them? They top their own group. To be honest, uh, not much. But um, look at you just take every game as it comes and you'd be confident that if we perform to the best of our ability, then we should show a good account of ourselves, really. In terms of the Junior C Championship, is it more about getting games or, or is there kind of that little bit of competitive nature that wants to go out every week and, and maybe take home a, a bit of silverware for, for your own club? Yeah, at the start, I suppose you just wanted to play football. Um, that was the, the immediate reaction. Um, and now, I suppose, you'd be looking at it that it is a chance to, to win something and it'd be always nice to bring some silverware back to the village. Yourself, you've come through two uh, fairly serious injuries over your, your career. Um, nice to be back playing football. Ah, yeah. Look at you know, it's great to uh, great to be back after any uh, injuries, and with the year that was in it, especially, it just makes you thankful for just the the small release of playing football and just the the simple pleasures. Well done today, and effectively a quarter final. It was a group game, and uh, best luck against Bournemouth in that semi final, whenever it takes place. Thanks very much for everything. And finally, Leitrim Cycling Club hosted the Leitrim 225 event, a 225km cycle around the entire outline of the county on the map. They started in Leitrim Village at 7am on Sunday morning and at about 7pm 
they made it home with the full distance done. A hardcore of about seven or eight cyclists did the long version, while another maybe 25 or so took part on a half edition of it, one, one, two uh, kilometres in terms of the distance they travelled. They finished slightly earlier in the day, but I caught up with some of the weary cyclists at the end of the day. I spoke to Leitrim Cycling Club's Kieran Harmon about the event and the motivation behind taking on such a mammoth challenge around the county. Kieran Harmon, it's been one hell of a day for you. Tell us a little bit about uh, the uh, massive adventure of a cycle you've been on today. Well, we had uh, what we would call an LCC big day out, which uh, every year we usually do a big cycle. Last year we did one in Mallorca, and this year we decided to do one around the county. So we picked a, an epic route, trying to stay as close to the border of the county, and did uh, 225 kilometres. It's some trek. We don't realise how big Leitrim is sometimes until you try to get around it by human-powered... You know, we cycle all over the country, you know, we go to various sportives, but this year a lot of these things have been cancelled and so people have organised their own local stuff. So, you know, from what we see around the country, we have the nicest roads, the quietest roads, the nicest scenery of any county that we ever cycle in and we just don't know enough and explore enough of our own county. So it really showed it shine today, like, when we went around. Tell us a bit about the, the charity that you did this in aid of. So initially it just started off as a, a sportive and... Um, well, we ended up uh, doing a little whip round for a charity because we had, um, in planning the route, the, uh, I've got an extended family member called Joseph McGovern. And Joseph is a, a graphic designer and he's done a lot of stuff like wedding invitations, graphics. So I enlisted Joseph's help to design a medal because with lots of these big sportives, you get a medal at the end of it to just celebrate finishing of it. And so this is the, the medal that uh, Joseph helped design. Um, now, Joseph suffered from Duchenne muscular dystrophy um, all of his life which has left left him in a wheelchair and he's been able to go through mainstream education and uh, learn go to college learn graphic design and be able to turn something like this out so between the two of us we managed to do this backwards and forwards through either Instagram or, or whatever um, Joe would be a regular visitor visitor to Ireland because his uh, dad has a cottage in Roscommon so we would have gone up there it's on the border it's in Galway so um, we've gone up there and visited so Joe did the final proofs now with the, sh- with the lockdown and everything else that happened um, our intended date of doing this was around about June but with everything that happened it got pushed to September so we set aside uh, today for doing it and we lined everybody up for it and um, the unfortunate thing is that poor Joseph died suddenly uh, unexpectedly a couple of months ago and uh, we decided then to put a different slant on the cycle today and that we'd do the cycle primarily in Joseph's memory um, it meant a lot him, to him to get involved in something like this because it was tangible and to get him to design with it. And when Joseph died, the family wanted us to send over a medal and the little medal was buried alongside Joseph in the coffin. So um, it was a nice touching tribute. And we, in the course of the day, collected a few quid for Duchenne muscular dystrophy. So we're going to send a few quid their way as well as part of that. Fantastic story and so nice to have a kind of a... when you're. Cl- Looking up at the bottom of Ben Cloy and you want to get across there, it makes it an awful lot easier when you realise that you do get the opportunity to do this when other people maybe don't get that opportunity like Joseph. Absolutely, and even when we were starting today, you know, we were saying it's a very uh, big challenge to get up some of them hills um, today, and we're just saying that if you can picture the challenges that Joseph faced in his life, you know, them, them hills won't be feel as hard, so we're kind of briefing the guys and giving them a pep talk this morning. Um, what's also notable as well, which I didn't know in advance of this, was the Tomorrow's World Duchenne uh, Awareness Day. So it's quite poignant as well that that's um, a, a significant date and I suppose it, it resonates really well. In terms of the, the guys that were with you, how many bodies did you have out on bikes today? Well, we had about 10 that came out and did the full 225. Um, and then we had a smaller group who realised what we were doing and they decided that they'd do a half version, so they did the 112. So they set off at 7 o'clock this morning as well. I think there was probably 12 or 13 of them. Um, I'm sure it was all within uh, appropriate numbers for external events, <laughs> I'm assured. <laughs> in terms of the, the challenge, because it's now nearly 6 o'clock in the evening, 7 o'clock in the evening, and it's 12 hours on a bike, Like that's a one hell of a journey. Oh, it's all right. I think most of them will probably keep going for another while. Um, that's what they love to do. So we meet here every Sunday, usually at 8 o'clock. Leitrim Cycling Club has uh, been around for a while now and it's got about 25, 30 members. You know, we're always looking out for people to join us. And we've got mixed abilities as well. So we class ourselves as we just go a little bit further than some of the others. And uh, there's, there's distances to suit all sorts uh, on a Sunday morning. So we meet here 
the McCormick's at 8 o'clock in the summertime and 9 o'clock in the wintertime. All are welcome. Do people need to check in with you in ahead of time? Yeah, they can contact us and uh, they can join the club and stuff like that. We can talk to them about that. So if the best way is probably through our Facebook site of Leitrim Cycling Club. Excellent. Well, listen, congratulations on a fantastic achievement and for a fantastic cause. And uh, I suppose consolation on, on uh, it's some consolation for the loss of Joseph during the, the lockdown period. And, uh, you know, us gathering here today and Joseph's memory means a lot to Frank and Tracy, his parents, you know, so we're doing it for them as well. And hopefully it'll bring them some comfort that people are thinking about Joseph at this time. And that, folks, is all we have time for today. If you are involved in a sport that we haven't been covering on the show and you'd like to get us to come out and have a chat with you, please get in touch with us. Info at LeitrimDaily.com. We'd love to feature as many different sports across the county and activities across the county as we possibly can. So please get in touch. Let us know when and where you're training or playing and we will do our best to make sure that you get included in our roundup this isn't strictly speaking a gaelic games podcast but we want to cover all sports across the county in terms of uh, the show we obviously have roundup this weekend's show in terms of the show we will be back on friday with a preview of all of the action that's happening next weekend our main focus will probably be on the intermediate and senior football semi-finals that are taking place across the weekend you can attend those games not in person, but definitely via the internet. You can sign up to get the live stream from those games at leitrimgaa.ie. All the details are over there, the prices and all of the times and everything. You'll get all that information you want. But the intermediate games on Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon, while the senior games, Saturday evening, Sunday evening. Check them out. Well worth getting involved. Fantastic way to, to be involved even when you can't be at the games. And that is really it for the show today, folks. Thank you very much for joining us. I'll be back on Friday, as I said, with the sports preview for the weekend. Talk to you then.